watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Have you seen the slash? Made by users for users. Engineered for flavor. One of the coolest features around. A built-in loading tool. Learn more at www.stonesmiths.ca. is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. Malcolm LaBelle joins me as usual for the business of cannabis. Head to www.greengencompany.com and find out how Melka can help you. Melka, welcome back to the program. How are things today? Good, Dean. It's uh, nice here. The Chinook <laughs> Arch forming. It was a good weekend. We didn't get as much snow, I think, as other parts of the right. province, but uh, it was nice. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, we, we've talked a lot about on this uh, segment about uh, two things, uh, education and the stigma of uh, against cannabis. And uh, we're, we're combining those two today because I love the headline that you had for our lead topic and that education eats perception and stigma for breakfast. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I actually, this came up um, in the recent uh, National Cannabis Working Group um, with the open house uh, roundtables that they're doing right now on the Cannabis Act. So um, I'm in these roundtables that we've mentioned, I mentioned it before. And I think what's really cool is that they're open to the public. Anyone that uh, I believe is a chamber member, even the member of the general public can register for and attend these uh these open uh, working sessions. Um, and the cool thing is, so, you know, there's a lot of people on these calls and most of them are within the industry. And then there's sort of the spectators and the people that are ancillary. And Eric Foster, who's a lawyer at Denton's, he's been tasked with sort of organizing this all, this entire process and doing the review of the Cannabis Act as sort of as a neutral third party. I've never met him before, but he's a cool guy. And he does, he does a good job at sort of, you know, moderating the conversation and keeping everyone on task. So in a conversation, as tends to be when public has a chance to say something, they tend to you know, talk about a lot of stuff that's on their mind. Uh, and, and sometimes it can be a little bit of a ramble. So while this conversation is going, they have the chats on. And in the chat box, I made a comment about, you know, education eats perception and stigma for breakfast. I literally verbatim wrote that in the chat, that one sentence. And it got a lot of um, rumbles from in a positive way. So Eric called me out and he says, you know, you know, we've had Malka on these calls before um, and we really appreciate her her perspective. And, you know, we want to hear what she has to say. She made this comment in the chat and he said it out to everybody um, because it was around how do you change people's minds with, you know, 100 years of stigma and their perception around the topic of cannabis that's kind of behind them. And that's a really big hurdle that the entire industry is facing and comes up a lot. 
So my answer is education. And and in, in the context of the working group, not only am I part of the, their chamber um, for the National Cannabis Working Group, but I'm also on the Skills and Education Committee with other education institutions or other people that are invested in figuring out how we educate the population around this subject matter and in different ways. So basically what I'm saying is that, you know, there's many different ways to educate people. And the, the answer to the problem the cannabis sector has in Canada is we need to use all of them. Um, not one, not just universities, not just, you know, media, not just mass media, not the public media, every single channel of education needs to be employed to change people's perceptions and end the stigma on cannabis. And I gave a bunch of examples on how we're trying to do that. Yeah. I, I, I really think that, that that is the root of everything. Uh, pardon the pun. And, and you've got some more uh, webinars coming up. Uh, the next one is uh, December 9th and uh, you can, uh, you can head to uh, chat, what's the uh, the website is uh, chamber.ca is uh, yeah. where you can find the information and and you mentioned um, like, you know these are some really passionate people and companies within this industry. Yeah, there's some big players here. I mean, you look at the companies involved. We've got Loblaws, right? You know, we've got uh, they own Shoppers Drug Mart, who is a major stakeholder in the success of this industry. They've bet an entire channel of their entire company around this, and they're publicly traded, obviously, and they're the biggest supplier of grocery chain. You've got, you know, um, some big law uh, law firms are on there. You've got Candelta. You've got big uh, cannabis and LP players. You've got Sundial. You've got Tilray. So you've got the people at the table that have a major stake in this is being a success. And I'm looking at this as sort of like a perpetual interview, you know, like they don't necessarily know me, but here's a chance for me to share my ideas and get a stance on what's happening from a different perspective. I'm not one of them. I'm part of them, but in a different way. So um, I just have to say everyone has a voice, but you have to make yourself stand out even amongst the, this clutter. And I'd like to uh, say that, you know, this chamber has a great interest in helping all Canadians from an economic standpoint. So I think it's, you know, if you get on the call, if you can be part of that conversation, at least you're at the table listening to what's happening. And for myself, this is a huge impact for my, my business and my clients um, and really about changing the stigma, which is about really what we're doing. So I invite everyone to participate if they can. Well, and I think the interesting thing is uh, whether you're a Loblaws and you have, you know, thousands of uh, employees or, you know, you're a smaller company like myself or the Green Generation Company where you're really trying to make a difference is you can make a difference. It, it's not just, you know, the, the big, huge companies at the, the seat at the table. You can have your input. If you have a good message, it's going to get out there. And this is a really good way, whether you're big or small within this industry. 100%. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move on to Game Changers now. And uh, this is somebody that we've kind of chatted about in the past. Uh, tell us what's going on with Hemp E. Yeah, so Hempy, they, you know, they were one of my first consulting clients. Um, and I was literally just, you know, starting out and being a strategic consultant for the cannabis and hemp industry when I first met uh, this group. And I was just you know, when I met them, I was sort of gobsmacked at how they had sort of figured out how to put together a distribution channel in extremely sim simplified and easy to execute ways. And, and that was a, over two years ago, I think, when I first met them. So fast forward two years later, you know, the, this company has had a lot of um, personal concerns and issues that have affected their business, everything from health to 
babies to, you know, transition between urban to rural settings. So they've had a lot of hurdles. But the really cool thing is that they've made a very sustainable business model in the way that they've distributed their products. And essentially, it's really cool. It's kind of like a mini Amazon. You know, they, mm. they acquire good brands that are, you know, sort of local sourced or Canadian sourced products that, and they, she puts them up or they put them up on their website, um, which is basically this, you know, simple e-commerce platform. And then their, their salespeople or their selling channels, they use enthusiasts, which is another way of saying a direct seller um, that just sells to their own network. So this is very much like your, um, you know, I would say your home-based business or your network marketing business. But it's not multiple levels or layers of leadership, which is often called an MLM or a pyramid scheme, which people just don't understand and really should sure. stay away from because it isn't fully legal in Canada. But this is not that at all. It's simply a direct channel business that has one layer of reps. And they do a great job. And they've done such a good job that they've created their own product lines, including the Super Bits, which is what you see on your screen here, which is four flavored of, of hemp seeds. And I think this they have come such a far way. And even despite all of the challenges, they've managed to keep their customers super loyal and without like zero marketing dollars, like honest to God, zero marketing dollars. They have managed to keep revenue in the door far normal than just a regular one person business without almost touching anything. So it's a cash flow positive recurring revenue business model that I find extremely fascinating, very easy to set up. And in this industry where hemp products and cannabis products are still very unknown and fragmented, they've found a way to find their customers in this enthusiast way. So I, I just give my hats off to them. I think they've done a fantastic job at just being consistent and knowing what, who their clients are um, and really focusing in on what those people need. And that's what it's all about. How do you reach your customer base is do and help them be what they want to be. And that's what they've done here. So I'm really happy about what's happened here. Hempe.ca is uh, the uh, the site that you're looking at right now, and they do have on their main page a way to contact them if you have uh, something that you want to get out there. The only problem I have with this is you've made me very hungry talking about uh, these uh, seeds and chicken and lemon pepper, and now I want to have some wings or something like that. So definitely something that I want to uh, to be able to check out uh, because I love to add uh, delicious, healthy things to my food, and you know this uh, you know cannabis legalized has brought a lot of trendy things with it and and eating healthier with the plant is one of those things exactly and we've talked a number of different times on everything from juicing with the green i think when i had the green juice example mm -hmm. so the whole thing about cannabis and 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 what i say again as the model for my company other than ending the stigma cannabis legalization has been a catalyst to heal people and heal the world so this is an example of the cataclysmic activity not we're not talking about catalytic converters in cars or whatever <laughs> or right. massive explosions we're talking about how do we change things quickly and on a different direction we pivot and and hemp the hemp products are like ancient old but because it's legalized all of a sudden there's a new interest in these kinds of things so that's what mm. i mean about that and i'm really excited to see this company grow yeah, indeed okay what it means to be green we, we've talked sometimes about some buzzwords and there, there are certainly a lot of buzzwords in the in the cannabis industry but sustainability is one of those buzzwords that actually means something 
Yes, thank God. <laughs> because people use it a lot. So, I mean, sustainability has a textbook definition, um, which I'm not going to reiterate. You can look that up on, on the internet. But what it means in the terms of being green, and we've also talked about this before, is um, it has been actually set out by the UN, and you have the great graphic there, as their sustainable development goals. So the United Nations, thank God they still are, they're still around and people recognize that symbol. But um, one of the great things that they've done is unified the the world on these 15 or actually it's now 17 development goals that they have set out for the world to achieve to become more sustainable and there's a lot of them on there i'm not going to dive into it but the point is they have set targets they've started they started with what do we need to measure in order to get to be more sustainable and measuring what matters is a key theme in business we've talked about it before as well but this is how you do it as you set a definition for what is a sustainable business let's start with now let's start with where we want to get to and let's figure out what the steps are along the way and that's essentially what i'm saying here and the other cool about the part about this is that we're, you know, cannabis is not the first, if anything, they're the, the farthest from the first of the last industry to, to embrace sustainability. But the cool thing is, is this formula, this metric, and these measurable tools already exist. And they already exist right next to the people that are already doing this in the cannabis sector. So what do I mean by that? Well, here's an example, Switch Engineering, and we've talked about the certified B Corps before. So here, mm -hmm. I'm going to bring it up again. So Switch Engineering, I actually met them. They're in my accelerator program. They're super cool people and they're based in Edmonton, but they have a lot of clients all over Alberta. And they're an engineering consulting and uh, software integration firm. And they've essentially, they're coming up with this really cool app to make the sustainability goals easier to be in introduced in key people's companies, um, particularly from a perspective of, of how do we measure carbon offsets and carbon credits, which is a major part of the sustainability initiative. So all I'm saying is that in the cannabis and hemp industries, we do not need to reinvent this wheel. This wheel has been created, it's been drafted, it's got a report version of it, it's got all the measurement tools already out there, they've got reporting structure, sustainability, um, formats and templates for different size businesses set out by different organizations depending on which industry you're in. So we do not need to reinvent this wheel, we just need to apply the right size tire to our wheel you know, on the car kind of thing. <laughs> so this is an area I'm taking a personal initiative in and anyone can find out more on my website, uh, greengencompany.com. You can click on um, a subscription box and you will be sent a template uh, or at least access to the right template uh, options for your own business to be sustainable. Well, it's, it's you know, it, the thing that really kind of hits home with me is I look at uh, these these 17 things that the UN is doing and it kind of tells me a little bit how, you know, maybe lucky we are here because there's a couple of things on here like quality education and, and clean water and sanitation that we just take as a given here in Canada. And you kind of maybe forget yeah. that there are a lot of people in the, around the world that, that don't have access to that stuff. So a it, maybe it a majority. Us, yeah, how, how lucky we really are, right? It's funny. Yeah. Like I call it, I call it white wine uh, and wine spelled W-H-I-N-E. So our, our, our first world problems, you mm. know, like we complain a lot as North Americans and we have the ability to do so. Mm. But I, when I, I catch a friend or a coworker or anyone else in the space or wherever, I'm like, honest, like if they're, if their grievance is something that is, is trivial on this scale, 
I'll call them out on. I'm like, you're, you're white whining here. And this is why we have the ability to change our world and we can do that. It's in our control. A lot of people around the world don't have those kinds of abilities. So I just want to be thankful that we live in Canada and following up on this American Thanksgiving weekend, maybe it's a good time. I don't live in America, but I also really appreciate that we have these metrics and that we can talk about this freely and we have the ability to move the dial and change toward a better future. Good stuff. Uh, Make sure you check out www.greengencompany.com and find out how Melka can help you. Thanks as always, Melka. We'll chat next week. Thanks, Dean.